This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Everyone's a critic, jointly presented with Chindana. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic with Sharmila Ganesan. And this week, we're going to be reviewing Dancing in Place, Different Cities 2021. And joining me for that is January Lau, performing artist. Thanks for joining me, January. Thank you for having me, Sharmila. So if you are not familiar with the Dancing in Place format, it's a contemporary dance curated event that happens uh, basically it's a site-specific performance right and usually it brings together various choreographers to put together things that are conceived to be consumed in a particular space so as you can imagine um, this year that's been a little tough so the whole thing has gone virtual and if you didn't get it from the name already different cities basically means that uh, as part of the virtual performance we actually get uh, six different choreographers from six different cities around KL and those are Malacca, Kuala Lumpur, Kinabalu, Ipo, Penang, and Kuching. And essentially, we watch this all on Facebook Live. I think it's not wrong to say, Jan, that actually the way we consume this is probably going to play as much of a part in our review of it as the works themselves. Absolutely. Yes. Um, I believe that even on the description of the performance itself, they did um, encourage us to watch this on our phones mm. um, as opposed to seeing it on our laptop screens which I found um, already to be quite interesting. I have actually experienced um, dancing in place uh, physically. So I was actually very um, interested and curious as to how it would uh, play out and how it would be experienced um, virtually. Yeah, so I've been to dancing in place as well. So the, 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 the physical dancing in place allows you to be, let's say, in the center of KL, which is the one I caught, and then you walk around to different parts of KL, and then you see a dance um, perform there. Uh, so this is kind of extended, right? Because you couldn't possibly see places in KK, Malacca, Ipoh, all within the same one and a half hours. So I really liked that. And yes, yes. and I really liked the spaces that they picked, because they'd actually yeah. picked spaces that were really distinct and lent very different vibes to each performance. Exactly. Um, so I haven't actually watched many things online. Um, well, actually, I have been curious. Personally, I've been very curious as to how or the different ways we can translate the live performance onto a screen um, as opposed to just placing the, the phone or the camera in one spot and the performer just you know, going about the same as if the, the, the camera is the audience. Uh, so like a stationary camera and then they're exactly. performing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so I, I have, I've actually been really, really um, curious as to how dancers or performing artists um, evolve and adapt to this current time we're in. So I really, I really actually appreciated all the, the, the works, um, you know, because they, they had to look at dance from many, many uh, perspectives and many, many views, um, you know, the depth they played with, you know, the depth, the perspective, you know, the, 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 the space, the size of um, the dancers, actually, they, they could curate what you saw, um, you know, which I think made it very, very interesting. Um, and as you put it as well, you know, like the moment Kuching started their, their live stream, you know, you immediately were transported to a different place. So in a very, uh, what's the word, it, it appears to our wanderlust 
Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you're right that I, I think what I really appreciated was every one of the performances did not just put you in that one spot and and perform, right? Like there's a lot of thought put into how the camera is um, going to add to the show. Uh, there's a lot of thought put into, so some of them, for instance, would interact with the camera. Some of them would move the camera around. Um, and of course, you get to see angles and, and um, expressions and shapes that you probably can't see if you're live and seeing someone and standing in a crowd, right? Yes. Um, but the counterpoint of that, of course, is that you're using technology and for me, one of the most challenging parts of uh, this is because it's Facebook Live, disruptions like uh, signal or disruptions like um, something going wrong in between and having to restart. I think we experienced all of that. Uh, also, the fact that I think it's a bit of a bit big ask to expect your audience to only consume it on the phone, for instance. I know I certainly sort of started with the phone, switched to laptop, switched back to phone, watched an entire performance in the in the wrong or orientation and one performance in particular actually had to restage their ending. But I think I felt a little bit more forgiving about all of this and, and for a couple of reasons, right? One, it's free. Um, two, you're in your home. So, you know, if you're waiting for something to start, you can kind of go get a drink, watch TV for a couple of minutes or whatever. And, and I think that's one of the advantages of the digital med- uh, format, which is that, yes, your attention is not captive attention. But on the other hand, I think it allows people to be a little bit more forgiving of these kinds of things. Yes, yes, I I agree, actually, Um, you know, and it, in a way, you know, the audience had had to do a little bit more work, um, you know, to access um, the, the, the works. And, you know, we had to 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 be very aware of uh, clicking onto the next city. We mm-hmm. had to be aware of the sequence, um, you know, which which I think lent itself to the exp- to the entire experience. You know, from actually using your digital devices to you know from clicking to orientation to so changing it, the public it's private interesting. Mode. Yeah. yeah it's interesting that you mentioned that right because I was in my head thinking that that kind of mimicked for me the feeling of um oh okay I've watched it in this part of the city now I'm gonna like go and see if I can find this other spot before the next performance starts yes. in a yeah. weird way it mimicked that feeling digitally I found that it kept me engaged, mm. um, actually, just doing that little bit of work and not having a live stream uh, in one spot with the camera also in one spot, you know, actively searching maybe on the digital landscape or the social media feed, um, you know, and then uh, refresh, clicking refresh and to waiting for the other artists to start. You know, it, for me, it was very interesting to experience these things, um, you know, with de- delays and lags and uh, interruptions, because actually that whole performance um, and had all of it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, by coincidence, by sheer coincidence, you know. It's like yeah. everything you can imagine that might go wrong during a <laughs> live performance um, probably did. And so in yeah. that sense, I, I feel both in admiration of them that, that, you know, they just went with it. And I also felt kind of sorry for them because I know that as performers, um, you know, you want a little bit of immediacy. You, you're sort of prepped to go and then, you, you know, something doesn't go right. Yeah. So because yeah. of all of that, 
again, I think I was a lot more forgiving than um, yes. I would have been with a light, like in-person performance. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, most definitely. We do need to head for a break very soon, but I wanted to just get an overall sense of how you felt about collectively experiencing the, the six, six works together. I appreciated very much the, the different um, use and the different feels and identities of each work. Um, you know, everything was so different um, and really represented um, each choreographer's personality and, and, and how they were, um, how they look at things, how they look at their work, you know. Um, you could tell, I mean, it opened very well. It opened, you know, with really clear blue skies in Georgetown, mm-hmm. with almost, you know, with, with the whole sustainability, with almost prayer flags. It was very hopeful. It was very current, um, you know, and it immediately gave you this sense of uh, like a breath of fresh air. And then, you know, there, there were so many different works to the um, Rumah Lama, for instance, right? I was actually very impressed that they managed to use the entire location, you know, from inside of the house to outside. And then I also like seeing the performers sort of Okay, stand by, stand by, stand by. So, you know, you're giving, you're giving yeah. this like very, very live, raw. I think um, my favorite might be when one of them said, "Eh, tak, tak ramai orang join lagi yeah. lah." <laughs> I was like, I love this. Yeah, I loved, I loved all of it. You know, and because they are, they were, you know, it was, it was very raw. Um, you know, and then we had like, you know, that that uh, punch and almost punch and Judy akin um, performance in Ipoh. You know, yeah, it was. You know the the choice of of locations, the choice of um, of of narratives, the choice of dancing, the choice of not dancing. Um, it was it was it was such a diverse program, you know. And and really like kudos to the production team and Abang Din who curated all these um, artists as well because it, yeah, I I think there is a little bit of fatigue um, at the moment as you know all of us I think miss the performing arts so much. And it really gave us actually a very, very live um, and contemporary um, experience. So, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. We're talking about Dancing in Place, Different Cities 2021, which happened on Facebook over the weekend. Uh, it was curated by Ritaudin Abdul Kadir, uh, and I'm reviewing it with performing artist January Lau. Let us know um, what other digital performances have you caught? Do you like watching dance online? You can WhatsApp us 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic, BFM 89.9. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic, jointly presented with Chindana. Bodacious, fabulous minds. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic, jointly presented with Chindana. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic with Sharmila and I'm joined by January Lau, performing artist, and we are reviewing Dancing in Place, Different Cities 2021, which is a contemporary dance showcase that happened over the weekend um, and uh, happened over Facebook. So we spent the first half of the show um, talking quite a bit about the digital experiences of it. And now I want to get into individual performances. Maybe we start with the things that worked for us. Uh, for me personally, I must say one of my favorites in the whole show was probably uh, Penang, which they started with. And that's called I'm Living in Georgetown by Lee Ken Fei. Um, and I think it, it, in many ways, it benefited also from being the opening performance, right? Because it kind of set the stage for what we can expect. 
And it did all of those things that we talked about earlier. The camera is almost a third dancer in the in the performance. They play around not just with with dance forms, but with shadows and and props and um, how you know camera angles. And and so I think it ended up being uh, one of those things where yes, it's dance, but it's also very much a, a video artwork. It was so effortless as well, you know, in how they. They, uh, you know, we even managed to catch glimpses of the heritage buildings, you know, through the shadow play. And they also used, um, you know, recyclable objects, um, which, you know, then when, um, you know, when they explained the works uh, when it finished, then everything sort of, oh, you know, you have more context. But I think it was one of those works that really spoke for itself. You know, it we really, really didn't have to you could experience it as a whole, as opposed to, uh, you know, I, I wasn't left with many question marks either. It was, it was really quite enjoyable. And the, the plastic bags as the prayer flags, um, you know, I think that was just a, so beautiful. Yeah. And, and I love that it was all set on this upper level of a parking lot. Yeah. Um, you would think that being in Penang, the, the natural instinct would be to pick something that looks very sort of identifiably Penang, but that's not what they went for. Um, and even in terms of dance language, um, I love the drawing of... Um, if I'm not mistaken, very traditional art forms uh, to sort of infuse the contemporary in what they were doing. Um, mm-hmm. I think that added to that added to the whole feel of it. And as a work, I found it, um, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Yes. Uh, were there any others that stood out to you? Actually, I found the the I found Kosong uh, quite interesting as well. But again, I wasn't really sure. As I mean, it was one of those works where I believe the orientation of the screen was vertical. Um, but yes. you know, um, it was all, it was you know, yeah, a horizontal um, uh, um, platform, right? It was the the the, ba- the the bottom of the house, the you know, the the gap between the stilts, the you know, the the ground floor and the the underneath the house, and then yeah, they play with levels, and you know, there was this sense of emptiness, and and um, the space in itself was, um, you know, it it did give you that this sense um, of you know and going through and coming out and then you know ending with uh, almost like a mandi bunga kind of uh, cleansing so yeah very very beautiful in its ritual uh very visual um as well and you know um yeah you it, it almost felt like i was uh um, intruding in something that is was quite private, um, which is which was also quite contradictory because it's, it was an open house. You know, there weren't any walls, and as well as the the piece in Kuching, deceitful. That one, the landscape was just incredible. I I don't mm. know how far they were to capture the 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 whole um, panoramic view of 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 where they were. I, I don't know where they were. I don't know what location that was. Like some lush outdoor garden landscape. And, <laughs> and, and then there were like platforms. I, I really, yeah, I didn't know where yes. it was, but yes. I, I really want to know so I can go there someday. <laughs> um, just to just to say that uh, the Kota Kinabalu performance was uh, Kosong by Asnari Taim and Kuching was uh, City, uh, Deceitful yeah. by One City Noriani Yaakob. Um, and those are nice 
pair to kind of contrast, I think, primarily because they happened back to back for me. And I spent half of the Kosong performance thinking that I was watching a vertical video. And because <laughs> of the, the straight lines of the performance, the first half of the show is so tightly framed. I thought it was deliberate, like they were playing around with dimensions. Yeah. And it still kind of worked, which I think yeah. is to the work's credit. Yeah, no, I like that one a lot just because of that idea of... Um, Kosong emptiness, yes, but filling up those gaps in that that house that they were filming in. In contrast, the one in KK, which is in these wide open spaces, my only thing would be that while I loved being able to see the landscape and it looked great, seeing the dancers' bodies against the background was great. I think that was one of those where if you're watching it on your phone, um, you can't see too much. At certain points when they're too far away from the dancers, Yes. Uh, you can't really see what's happening. And I think that's one of those things where if you were there in person, you could probably catch a lot more detail than the camera does. So that was yes. a little bit of a pity. The other one I liked, not necessarily because the choreography was outstanding. Like, I mean, the choreography was fun. Um, but I think overall, I enjoyed it more for the feel and the and the space they chose, which was in Ipo, uh, Kopi Susu by Shirley Leong. Um, that's the one that you mentioned earlier and you said it looked kind of like Punch and Judy. Yeah. Um, just because it was fun. It was fun and funny and fluffy. It was cute. Um, and they, they filmed it very tightly in this sort of cafe like area. It reminded me a little bit of Beauty and the Beast and how it starts. Yeah. Um, and I think there's something to be said, especially in the online platform for this kind of Instagram-y performances. Yes, yes. Um, what I also liked actually, and I thought was very clever was the play with levels. Um, you know, like, because the, the, the windows, the window, uh, space that, that little window box square was quite small. Um, you know, and first you are just taken aback by the entire setting uh, on your screen. And then suddenly you see, um, one girl pop up in the window and then suddenly you see another one uh, amongst the grill and mm -hmm. then suddenly they run down and they run back up again. And yeah, there was this play of um, uh, really, you know, like like olden days, how you, you know, you would enjoy like those two dimensional, I, I, you know, like the, the, the lonely goat. Is from it, Sound of Music, the Lonely Goat Head, yep, yes, the the, the stage Goathead. puppet shows type of things, yep. yes, yeah. So it it brought me back to those, uh, you know, that kind of um, genre of performances, and yeah, it was it was really light because the work before that, Ruma Lama by Ogi, was so dark mm -hmm. and ominous and and like the Exorcist. <laughs> At some yeah. points, I was just, I mean, for them because it's Ruma Lama. Um, and they really run the gamut of the different kinds of emotions that you might feel with an empty house. Yes. And some of it was terrifying. Yes. And it was in incredible to, that they managed to achieve that um, emotion uh, from the audience because it was brightly lit. It was not even dark and there were not many shadows and it was actually very, very bright. Um, so I found I found that also quite really, really quite interesting and, and so colourful. So it's very... Um, um, uh, contradictory in in what you would uh, in in what the theme would be, and it. But I thought it worked really quite well, um, and very yeah, clever use of the colors and you know um, use of space um, mm. especially. Yes. Speaking of space, I just wanted to bring up um, the final performance, which was in Kale, um, and that's by Albar B Ramzan, uh, and you know. 
I expected KL KL. I didn't expect it to be inside Istana Budaya. Uh, that work is called Entrance. What caught me was that it depicted that excitement, fear, uh, joy that perhaps performing arts itself has been struggling with over the last year uh, because the sense of being inside this utterly empty Istana Budaya, which I'm only used to seeing, you know, just bustling with crowds, was mm-hmm. both interesting and sad. Um, And I I kind of like that they managed to do that and how well they used that space as well. It was also very, um, I I like that he used all the entrances. (laughs) He used the entrance of the building uh, because it started off with the the view from if you were standing on the steps of the entrance of Istana Budaya. And then I looked, I looked at at the landscape and I thought, hmm, this, this looks so familiar because we're always so used to, you know, looking at Istana Budaya from the other the other um, point of view and then yeah it started off from there how I felt about the work was actually coming from you know like smaller towns and and getting getting to the city and the nerves of of auditioning or the or the nerves Mm. of coming into the performing arts thinking that this is you know the city of dreams the city where all the opportunities lie and um, you know him not being able to get through um, you know but very, very good dancers as well, uh, you know, very technically sound and, you know, very beautiful movers. Um, yeah, that, that work also really uh, also took me by surprise. So I'm glad you brought up uh, technically sound because uh, I did want to say that for me, the one thing that the challenge for me was the, uh, the, the technical mastery of the dance form across the board was perhaps not even it becomes very obvious when you're watching the group of performances that um, some dancers, some choreographers are a lot more technically proficient, a lot more uh, able to use different types of, um, you know, dance language choreography than others. And that was perhaps one of the things that I, I felt could have been worked on a little bit. I think it's it's difficult to say because everybody has different backgrounds. And, you know, I would, I, I also um, do... Um, I have come to realize that, you know, the Southeast Asian uh, tradition and the the dance practice, as opposed to the more Western contemporary, uh, I I don't want to say contemporary, but the more Western ballet, um, modern dance background, the textures and the quality of um, these these two art forms are are so different um, as as a way of approaching as well. And dancing for the camera is also very, very different Mm. from dancing uh, just, you know, for, for the audience, for a live audience. I wouldn't want to say that, was a discrepancy of of you know technicality because I I don't know what uh, what sort of dance background they have um, and and you're you know? right that you're right that I probably wouldn't have felt this as much if I was in a physical space because you you kind of shift mindsets each time you move to a different performance versus like this when you're watching all of it on the same screen it becomes and and on a sort of loop then it becomes a little bit you become a little bit more able to compare which isn't pro isn't necessarily the the fair thing to do I suppose thank you so much for joining me to review this Jan Thank you for having me. January Lau and I have been reviewing Dancing in Place, Different Cities 2021. Uh, it was a contemporary dance showcase that happened over the weekend via Facebook Live. Let us know, have you been consuming more digital performances? What are some that uh, you've enjoyed? Share them with us. You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. You've been listening to Everyone's a Critic, BFM 89.9. 
Everyone's a Critic, jointly presented with Chindana. For updates on Malaysian arts and culture, follow Chindana on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.